everybody, I'm Nolan. And I'm Chris. Uh, together we are from The Straight, and we would like to welcome you to the Music Jerks podcast. That's right. Number one. The inaugural podcast. That's it. Uh, <laughs> number one. Number one, yes. With a bullet. Yes. One of many. Yes. One of 900. Yes. Yes. That's the plan, right? Yes. Yeah, we're gonna we're we're going we're gunning for Alan Cross's 900 podcasts. Oh, or, or is that what we're yes. doing? That's the plan. Okay. You heard it here, Alan. No, we didn't. No, you didn't hear it. Um. Anyway. So. Yeah. Uh. So we decided we wanted to start this little podcast here to jib jab about um all things music and things that have interest to us, and uh, maybe had some interest to you. So uh, we might even have a drink or two. We might have a drink. Um, in fact, I think we should. So, yep. barkeep. Uh, yes, um. What are we drinking? I'm glad you asked. I am too. Today, we're drinking Stone Road White Ale from our lovely friends at Bench Brewing Company. Did you say white? White. I All did right. say white ale. All right, sweet. Uh, yeah. For the camera here. Look yeah. at that. If you're listening, you can't see it. But you can't see it. But it's lovely, and Bench sure. Brewing is lovely, and it's uh, out in Beamsville. It's a beautiful spot. It's uh, uh, it's an old schoolhouse, but uh, the inside is super modern, and the outside kept the old school facade, so it's pretty damn cool. Beautiful. Nestled away in the Twenty Valley. In the Twenty Valley. Gorgeous. And now here's a sound that is also pretty cool. All right. Ah. So this is a Belgian-style white ale. Cheers. Cheers to you, sir. And uh, you guys get to hear this lovely sound. Mm-hmm. Ah, delicious. I, that was him, not me, just so ah. you know. Damn See, I like this one because it's super, I hate to use a buzzword, but it's sessionable, guys. It is sessionable. That's it. You can you can get down <laughs> on a session. Give me seven of these beers. in an hour. And yes. We'll see how this podcast goes. Yeah. Well, you know, because some of the beers that we have, like especially with the microbreweries, they're like a one-off. You can kind of have one and yeah. then you're like, all right, I got to switch to something well, else. Well, you have one to sort of taste it, but this one's good because it, it's delicious. It's a really good beer. But it's uh, drinkable. It is drinkable, sessionable, and enjoyable. And uh, cheers to you, Bench. Cheers, Bench. Uh, yeah. So, mm-hmm. I don't know how many of these will. Ah, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, we'll drink many. So, for today, our music subject <sighs> is, uh, well, it's a pretty divisive one for the two of us. Um, since we have known each other, it's one that we have debated ad nauseum because we are on opposite sides of the spectrum when it comes to the live album. Yes, uh, topic, yeah. Live yeah. album, yay or nay? And Nolan here is a big fan of the live album. He Pro is a big, live. He's a big yay. Uh, I, on the other hand, have always been a nay. I was never a fan of the live album. I, I never understood the appeal of having a whole album of live songs for a show you weren't at. But, but <clears> since <throat> this is a discussion... And maybe a little bit of a debate. We will first, you know, go to you, and you can let us know what what is it about the live album that you like so much. What does it for you? And uh, you know, state your case and see if you can convince me. Well, yeah. Um, okay, live albums. First of all, I think that it's like a really cool way to get to see the band kind of behind the smoke and mirrors of the studio. Sure. Um, because I mean. 
having been in a studio, I know that studios can certainly make you sound way better than you are. However, live, I think that you're, you know, you're out there, warts and all. Yeah, that's just that's, what you are. That's it. That's yeah. that's your sound, yeah. and and I think that the live record, you know, captures that skillfully. Don't go me wrong. I'm sure that a lot of live records have a lot of post production. That's Maybe true. clean up some of those flubbed notes or <laughs> anything like that. Yeah. But um, I think it's a really great little article that you can have. Uh, you can put on your iPad and you can put on your iPod and your streaming services. And, and your, your Zoom. Your Zoom. Your four tracks. Your, uh, four tracks? Hmm. What, do you, what do you call them? Mm. You know, those other things that you play music on. Cassette tapes and you, <laughs> yeah, all those. That's but you can take it with you. Yeah. yeah. Take it with you and you listen and it's kind of, you know, takes you right into the audience and uh, you're watching that band and you're getting the vibe. Sure, um, yeah. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. That's a good point. Yeah. I'll take that. Sure, yep. Um, the other cool thing about that is that there are some bands that you just won't ever get to see live. That and the true. live record kind of bridges that gap between studio record to not being able to get to see uh, that act. I mean, one of my biggest regrets <clears throat> in life is never getting, getting, never getting a chance to see David Bowie. Yeah, that's not Which a is a real bummer. Uh, however, there are several... Mm-hmm. Uh, great Bowie records that are live. He's got like the Spiders from Mar- or Glass Spiders uh, tour. He's got a Nassau Coliseum one in '74 that was like right in the. It's kind of like the in between his various personas. He's kind of fire- firing on all cylinders where he's yeah. out of Ziggy. He's not the thin white Duke. He's kind of moving on to. He's just Bowie, man. He's Bowie, so he's playing all those songs and kind yeah. of giving it a you know it's. So are you fans of all of his live albums? Are any of them like a miss for you? Um, Not to say that you're not a fan. Obviously, you are a huge Bowie fan. But yeah, I think I think maybe like the 70s ones are good. Um, but I'm pretty blown away by the Glastonbury one, which is the 2001. And he did just put out like a whole series of uh, ones from the 90s. Um, it's Beautiful Live Adventures, I think, is like a box set that his estate put together of stuff when he was touring post Nine Inch Nails, yeah. and then uh, with the oh, yeah. outside and, and that kind of vibe. But he was kind of bringing, slowly bringing back some of his other tunes to reintroduce them to the audience at the time. So like Scary Monster Super Creeps kind of becomes a a big uh, staple in his live set. And <clears throat> and then um, I think he even brought back uh, Rebel Rebel at that point and fame and fashion kind of songs that had kind of gone away. But yeah. there's new audiences. He was able to give that Trent Reznor well, he spans Grit. generations. <clears throat> yeah, fans of all ages. Yeah, so I think that's that's one. I mean, there's you know great uh, Stones record that's live. Yes, there's. I, uh, I mean, I think we've got we we put this out to our, on our socials too about different live records, right? And I think like some of them, some of the people that came back with answers are ones that we weren't even thinking about. Well, yeah, and I mean, I'll, I'll get into that a little bit because it sort of swayed me. If you there's a little teaser for you, it, it swayed me. Our people, our followers, they swayed me. But so for you, what are some other of your favorite live albums that just like are so, above and beyond <clears throat> any of the others? Like, so really I think get you? my favorite live record, um, it's it's a, it's my, one of my favorite bands is called The Frames. Mm-hmm. Glenn Hansard, uh, who's like gone solo-ish, but he's, you know, he does his own thing uh, aside from The Frames. But in Ireland, The Frames are like the band. They're, they're the ones that, like, I remember a great quote from Bono <clears throat> saying that, you know, in Ireland, everyone wants to be Glenn Hansard. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, everyone thinks that... Everyone wants to be Bono. Everyone wants to be Bono, but yeah. Bono wants to be Glenn Hansard. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. So I that that particular record is called so. Setlist, and um, it's just it, it's so it hits it hits different. You oh know? God! If I no. could use the parlance of our time, We're too old to say it that. hits different. <laughs> uh, and it's uh, it's like it just really displays them at like their peak. Yeah. It's really got like the really dynamic uh, slow songs. And he really, I don't know, it just really captures that band and the emotiveness of them. And then they're, they're able to bring it up and rock and roll. And So it's anyway. one that you can listen to over and over. And like 100%. And it's, for me, it's kind of like the definitive Frames record uh, or the Glenn Hansard reference of like why he's so great. Yeah. Um, that and, and even in that record, which is, I was, I mean, I'd touch it up later, but touch it up later i'd get to it later but i'll just bring it up now but like the banter mm-hmm. I, that's a huge key for live records is that keep the banter in right like i hate listening to a live record where they just, just edit they, it out. yeah they edit it yeah. out and they tune down and then it's like yeah you want song, to the song phase to stuff. crowd and then yeah. it ends and then crowd swells again and you're like well that yeah. didn't happen live let's give us a little bit of like as a as a guy that when i play I love to talk. Yes, hard you do. to shut me up. So I mean, you could maybe you could edit it that way. But sometimes there's some little nuggets. There's well, some gems that are uh, you know. It's not even just the like it's it's the banter between band members. The best is if it's like, oh, you fucked up there. So I, I don't yeah. know what accent that was or what band I was being, Something, but like yeah. <laughs> the banter between band members between songs and sets and stuff is 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 fun. I will admit that it's yeah. it's a cool glimpse into. Yeah. Or even like. You know, one of the one of the cool things was like VH1 storytellers, where yeah. you actually got to. I mean, that is a live device. Sure. If, but it, but it, like sometimes you know bands go into stories on different songs and what yeah. brought them up and kind of or who they're dedicating it to or something like that. It kind of just gives you a little more insight into the band. Mm-hmm. It kind of it wipes away a little bit of the mystery. Uh, another great live album. Um, the, so some of the, some of these live ones become like the quintessential record for yeah. these bands. Like um, I don't think you can hear. Uh, you wanted it. You like you wanted the best. You got the best. Like Kiss <laughs> yeah. from Alive is like that's true. That's yeah. an iconic sound. I think even Sloan kind of steals that on their. Uh, a, a lot of people do. Yeah, yeah. On the Good and Everyone or something like that. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, that's like a that record. Um, live at Folsom Prison. Yep. is like another iconic record that you wouldn't I don't think if you, if you heard those songs all just on a record by itself you probably wouldn't put them together and be like this record kills I think it's like it's the artist set list makes it so great and um you know just the delivery of some of these songs and even the changes of some of them like I don't know I'm trying to think of a, another song that changes I'm trying to remember something that I read um some an artist was saying that like uh, oh, it was Lou Reed about the Velvet Underground, like the Sweet Jane. Yeah, that riff. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't. It's it's rarely even played the same as that on the record. He said he's like he's that that tempo was just what we chose that day in the studio. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So never again was it like live. There, there never was it played the same way kind sure. of thing. And I was like, well, that's a pretty cool way to look oh, at it. Like, yeah. yeah, not necessarily how we're gonna play it live, but this is how we're gonna get it done in the studio. Hmm. Anywho, uh, yeah, that's. A little bit about my love of live records, and even the artwork sometimes is cool, where you get like pan shots of the crowd, and yeah. you know you're like, oh man, I wish I was there, or I was there. Well, that's what I think is would be cool is if you were in the audience and then you got the live album after. I think that has more of a more of a connection like that. Mm-hmm. I can totally understand. 
but uh, speaking of which, the yes. guy who uh, we got to see uh, not long ago, well, I guess long ago now, it's everything yeah, was long ago. long ago. But Joseph Arthur used to do a really cool thing where he would record his sets live, yep. Yep. and after the show, you could he'd burn them for you right there. Yeah, didn't he do that? Enough? Yeah, he did yeah, that for okay. yeah, and he did, well, he did that. I don't know if he did that. Yeah, he probably did I that. He did. That one, but yeah, I've got one of him at uh, the Rivoli, mm-hmm. which is really cool. And I was just like, what a what a neat thing yeah, no, to be able great. to pull off. And for I know, sure. look at like, it's, I guess the other thing too is like live records, you know, huge business for a lot of uh, like the dead, mm-hmm. uh, fish, well, Spr- those Springsteen, are like, those are Pearl live Jam. bands. Yeah. Those are, that's what they're meant to do. They're jam bands. You need to, yeah. yeah. And so, you like, and he's, and people are like fanatical where they collect sure. them all and you can like, Hey man. Cause they're all a little different. You, you pay that attention fish to all the little intricacies uh, that are different in each one for sure. Yeah. Fish in 1996, Madison Square that. Garden, <laughs> like four songs in, you know, man, it's that one moment where they just blow your mind. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of, uh, you know, that's like live record love. Um, you get the other bands like, I'm trying to think of another one. Coldplay's live record is pretty good. Um, We're not looking for pretty good. You're, you're, you're here to convince me that <laughs> live records are great. Well, I'm saying, but okay, so... Another, if you're pro artist, mm-hmm. um, I guess probably it's more pro record company, but the live record is also a nice, nice little cash grab. Sometimes you always notice, like around Christmas, when the live record oh. comes out and the greatest hits record come out, all the box sets that include yeah. all, yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, but it's a nice little money maker for some artists. Um, oh, I thought of another mm-hmm. good, another good live record that was like that's become the the benchmark. Yeah, Frampton comes alive. Oh yeah, like yeah. How, okay. That isn't that one of the biggest selling records of all time. I think so. I mean, I can't look right now, but we're, we're gonna look that up and get back to you. Um, yeah, I mean, it's funny because as as you talk about live albums, and I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. Good point. Good point. I get it. You're smart. You have good ideas. But for me, I just I never bought live records. I never cared about live records you know if I wasn't at the show then it it felt like a disconnect to me I I don't know I just it it didn't do it for me because of course it didn't sound the same and I didn't want to hear the crowd and you know hello Vancouver and like I'm not in Vancouver so I don't care (laughs) it just a whole album for me it never made sense I always liked you know I wanted the, the studio version I wanted the mixed and mastered and uh which maybe makes it sounds almost you like shallow. you like you like the polish. I well, I like <clears throat> both because obviously I like a live show. I like seeing a band live, but most live albums don't make me feel like I'm at the show. Mm. But saying that, I will admit that in recent times that we've been having this discussion, uh, I have been swayed a little bit. And one thing that you said the last time we were talking about it actually helped. Me see it differently. I think I know where you're going with this. I know you do. So you brought up Tragically Hip and Killer Whale Tank. Right. So it's true because I can't listen to the studio version without going right into Killer Whale Tank. It just feels like, what the hell? Wait, wait, where's the rest? You know, it's not the same. Yeah. So that song, it's, you're right. Well, it's funny too because even, the, so the hip, the hip do have a live record out. Yes. Live Between Us, I think it was. Is yeah. that the one? Yeah. 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 And they do play... New Orleans is sinking, and I think that every person is expecting is expecting Killer yeah. Whale Tank, and it doesn't and happen, and they're it. so let down. Yeah, because it, that yeah, that, I, I believe that version is finally getting recorded on like the 30th anniversary of Road Apples. Yeah, but it's not on streaming, right? And not going to be streaming. Yeah. yeah, so you're still going to have to fork out your money to yeah. hear that on vinyl or CD. Yeah, 
But or listen it, on ninety seven. Yeah, it was it was released strictly to radio, right? Yeah, so. and it was very effective, and that's true. Like the 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 regular version just doesn't do it for me. And you know, um, as you mentioned earlier, last week we um, our weekly from the straight questions we asked, "What are your favorite uh, live albums?" Just because we wanted a little ammo for today's uh, podcast, and I found okay. Well, some of your answers, for example, uh, you said live albums by. Jeff Beck, Prince, The Who, Jason Isbell, Isbell, bleh. Isbell, yeah, Isbell don't, don't mess it up, they'll, they'll be out to get you. Well, you used to say I, Isabel. Isabel, yeah, I know. I, I know. just had a little flub there in my mouth, yeah, but I know it's Isbell. Sorry, Jason. He's not sorry, Jason. Anyways, and uh, The Killers, and all of those are great answers, but <clears throat> I will say that there were two answers that made me realize, oh, shit, yeah, no, these are important live albums to me, and that was uh, Alice in Chains. Unplugged and of course, friggin' quintessential unplugged album Nirvana. Like <laughs> the fact that I never thought of that before when we were talking about it. Like <clears throat> Nirvana unplugged. Are you, you, yeah, <laughs> I, I think I give up when we when we brought it up. It, it dawned on me that like it's so rare that you ever hear all apologies the studio version. Yeah, you'll never hear like that and even about a girl is about like a, a girl, thing yeah. that, like from was from Bleach that I don't think. You know, I mean, the I don't fair, think anybody the, cared about it until the, the hardcore Nirvana people will be like, "Oh yeah, but it's so great because that record yeah, is so now, great." Blah blah blah. But now, now yeah. about a girl is like, yeah, no, you know, and that it, it's different it did, life of its own. Whoopsies, whoopsies. Oh, hot mic, hot mic. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I think that's you know, it, and that's what I mean by like a song that you're never going to be able to hear that the same way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, and think, so you're, yeah, you're probably even no excuses is the same on the on the Alice in Chains one. Oh, like for me, um, it was um, um, Nutshell. Yeah. Nutshell Live is uh that that is I got I got to go cry now cuz <laughs> yeah. And that's and but for me I will say I think the difference there is the keyword there unplugged. Yeah. An acoustic stripped down live version of songs that are not usually acoustic and stripped down that gets you in the feels in a different way and it makes it more personal and intimate and I think that is what I would really like out of a live record. Yeah. It just, it gives you a different view of the band. So it's not so much the loud crowd and the theatrics and things like that. It's like your favorite bands, like Alice in Chains growing up has always been one of my top five, probably, and Nirvana's up there too. But seeing them in a completely different vulnerable light, like especially, okay, look at both <laughs> singers, yeah. Lane and Kurt. Right. Right? them at their vulnerable, you know, that yeah. I feel like I'm getting emotional right now, but that's like, <laughs> well, it's, it's a big deal and it's, yeah. it gets you. Yeah. yeah. And I think that both of those records, I mean, I, I can't speak to the Alice in Chains ones as much, but mm -hmm. I know I've read a lot about the Nirvana one and Kurt wanted to do, like he wanted to do that yeah. to show everybody that like he was an artist. He yeah. was, you know, he was for real. Worked. He could write these songs. He could, sing these songs yeah. not the marble mouth thing that everyone thought he was and like performed yeah. them in a way that and was did them powerful. well and i guess like when you go back and like read interviews with grohl and and novoselic and stuff and yeah. pat smear they say like they practiced the shit out of those songs yeah. and like and of course covered bowie which is another yeah. well that's and that another classic where you won't you very seldom get to hear the bowie version anymore it's so funny because there's so many people um because growing up i knew that version better but i did know the the bowie version of course but so many people, I remember when I was in my 20s and at bars and I always bring up music with people who had no business talking about music. And if that song came up, oh yeah, the Nirvana song. 
No, it's a Bowie song. No, it's a Nirvana song. It's a friggin' Bowie song. Yeah. But I feel <clears> like in a in a in a big way, anybody that loved that song and then realized it was a Bowie song maybe would have, you know, taken a dive into Bowie's back catalog and become a Bowie fan, which yeah. the gener- every generation needs Bowie fans. That's it. He's got to keep on going. That's so right. I will, I don't, I don't want to say that I concede mm-hmm. this argument because a lot of albums, I don't care about live albums, but then there are some that are powerful in their own way. And also, if you have seen a band live, then yeah, it's a great way to sort of relive that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm conceding, but conditionally. <laughs> Not every live album is worth the cost. <laughs> that is, that's true. That's true. I think you, I think you just have to, you have to pick and choose. Yeah. And yeah. Brave, like you know, I, f- I feel like it has to mean something to you. It can't just be like a random band live album. Well, I guess this is good. Like I feel like you have to have a connection to the band specifically yeah. in order to really appreciate a live album and want to listen to it and experience that. For True. me, anyways. I think another another one too, which again is weird, is there was other there's other artists that like I didn't dig until I heard them live, which is another like weird saw them phenomenon. live or heard the album. Heard the album because oh, okay. I've never seen Dave Matthews live, yeah. and he's you know he's a bit divisive because not a lot of people like him that much. I like, don't not like not a lot Dave of people. There are a lot of people that do love Dave. Only Matthews, the song with Atlantis, I do like that one. There you go, which is a great tune. It's a great song. But I remember, um, man, it was uh, he did. I think this is the live Red Rocks record, but the one he did with Tim Reynolds, where it was just him and Tim Reynolds doing like a college tour, and they were both on acoustic, was mind blowing. Stripped down, yeah, yeah. mind blowing yeah. record. And um, that was like the first time that I really kind of opened my ears and eyes, I guess, to Dave Matthews being like, this dude is talented. Yeah. Um, well, I do feel like <clears throat> his live show is what draws people to him. Like, I, I'm going to shout out some of my family members here because my uncle, who is like us, someone who is at all the live shows, we've seen him at a few, but he he will go all over the place following Dave Matthews. He is oh, a yeah. huge fan, but I think it's more the live show than anything. And my cousin Nikki, I know she's a huge fan and loves to see him live as well. And I've always sort of been like, eh, I just don't get it. But I've never seen him live. So maybe that is what would do it for me. Yeah, maybe. Fish is the same way. Uh, honestly, yeah, I know I've a lot of, because a lot I've of people, that. and I think I've discussed this with you, and maybe this we will be another, another podcast where we'll talk about the jumping off point to get into a band yes, you have yeah. found complicated at first or that was, you know, they yep. didn't speak to you. But sure. Fish is very similar in that, like, Hearing a live record from Fish is not, you're going to be like, wow, this is 36 minutes yeah, of Trey Anastasio <laughs> playing a guitar solo. Cool, man. He's a good guitar player, but I can go to bed now or yeah. what? Is this done? But watching them live, like if you're there, yeah, it's a very, it's a different Well, it's thing, an experience. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, it's mind sure. blowing. And uh, so I guess maybe that's one, you know, I, I, I guess maybe when I'm, Alluding to is that maybe the right substance <laughs> to get you in the mood yeah. to hear these last some live records okay. maybe transport you, you know? I, I don't think you're wrong there. there you um, I, I feel like we've summed this up fairly well. Mm-hmm. You've made some good points. I've half-heartedly agreed with you. Uh, live albums are both good and also not good. Uh, but we're going to end this off, I think, uh, talking about a live album that sort of fits both of our arguments. Oh, yeah. Because this is a band that uh, is absolutely amazing live. They put on such an awesome rock show. Mm-hmm. Uh, so much energy. Like, it's... I highly recommend seeing these guys live. But if you can't, 
if uh, you can't, yeah. the next best thing yes. would okay. be their case, live record. This is uh, the case that we agree. Yeah, this one. And it just came in the mail uh, last week, I think, from us finally here. But uh, looking on the camera. This is the Honest Heart Collective from yeah. Thunder Bay. That's but right. uh, this is live at the Horseshoe, um, which yep. is just a great uh, record. Them live. Um, if you don't get a chance to see them, although we highly recommend that you do. Mm-hmm. Here's your... Uh, so we're, we're ending on an here's, agreement. Yeah. Here's your jumping off point. A gentleman's agreement, because yes. I'm a gentleman. That's right. Uh, yeah. Yes. So that's so, a live yeah. album that Shout I can get behind. Honest Heart Collective. Honest Heart Collective. Uh, good stuff. Yes. Anyway. Um, yeah. So let's uh, have another beer. Have another beer and figure out another debate to have. And uh, I guess we'll see you folks. We'll, we won't see you, but you'll hear us. You'll hear us. Yeah. You'll hear us next time. Yeah. Um, as always... Uh, Visit the website uh, www.fromthestraight.com at from the straight. Yeah, that's right. I still I still hit the dubs. At from the straight. Yes, all of those things. Uh, Yeah, check us out there. Um, Yeah. uh, Do we say subscribe? Is that a thing you do now? Do you subscribe? Do you follow us? Are we supposed Uh, to be like pointing to things like TikTok videos? Here, 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 here. Subscribe. Anyway, um, I won't do that. Yeah, I refuse. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Thanks to. uh, bench for this lovely beer that uh, is just about empty beer. so uh we'll how do we sign off do we we cheers and then catch we you on goodbye. the flippity flop catch you on the flippity flop cheers, cheers everybody to you. let's go